Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to church today. It is so wonderful to be with you today. Let's just pray together. Gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks that we can come and we can worship you. We give you thanks that we can come in freedom and read your word. We give you thanks that we can come and share and celebrate together. Today, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit come upon us, open our hearts and our minds to your leading. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds to your word. We open our hearts and our minds to your guiding in our lives. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Now, we are in our third week within our Advent series. And Advent is those four weeks leading up to Christmas, a time of preparation, a time of organising. And this year we are focusing on how we can wake up, how we can be awake to Jesus at Christmas this time. I want to ask you this question that's going to lead us into today's message. Have you ever felt like your life has been on autopilot? You know, you wake up in the morning... You do your daily routines, whether it's work, school, retirement, all those kind of things. Doctor's visits, whatever it might be. And then you finish the day, you go back to sleep, rinse and repeat. Do it again and again and again. Sometimes you feel like that someone has set the direction of your life and all you're doing is you go along for the ride. The autopilot is in clicked in and just going and going and going and doing and doing and doing. Or maybe you feel like your life is slightly different, that somebody's actually taken that autopilot and put in a wrong destination, programmed in somewhere completely different. You don't want to be heading, and yet it doesn't matter what you do, you try and change direction, you try and change course, the autopilot keeps on bringing you back to the place you don't want to be going. So life can be like that sometimes. But that's actually not what God intended for your life. Jesus came here so we may have life and a life in its fullest. Jesus came into the world as a baby all those years ago and we celebrate this at Christmas time. We sing Christmas carols that remind us of what God has done through the birth of Jesus. But Jesus came into this world to give give us a promise of life, to give us life. But Jesus also expected us to be awake, awake to his promise, awake to his return, because Jesus is coming back. And are we ready for this? Or have we been living as though Jesus will return and we're just going on autopilot? and not thinking about what we're going to do and what our life is like. See, I love my GPS. Annette and I have this kind of little tete-a-tete. She likes to learn where everything is and understands how to get there and driving around. I just like to put the GPS on and go, here's the destination, you take me. It was really wonderful when we were, had the privilege of going to the US, we bought a GPS and we, took, we, made, we bought a GPS that had US maps on it. This is like 12 years ago. And, and so when we took it over there, it was a godsend because 
we were only just getting used to driving on the wrong side of the road and having to obey all those different kind of ro road rules, you know, nothing like a roundabout. Roundabouts are fantastic, let me just say this, but four-way stop signs are confusing. You know, everybody's stopping, and what do we do? Who goes when? when? You know, all those kind of things. But it, it, it means that, you know, when we've got the GPS, it will guide us. The problem is, sometimes we put in a destination, and this is what happened to us when we were driving into Washington. We put in the destination where we were meant to be, we were driving in, and there was a, um, an accident and roadworks and the GPS kept on taking us back into the same space. No matter how much we, we tried to redirect ourselves, it kept on going back in, back in, and kept on taking So, you know, sometimes what it does is it takes us to the wrong place. But here's the thing. Have you ever done this? I know I have. I've programmed in what I thought was the correct direction, the correct destination, and I've just sat back and let the GPS guide me. I'm driving along going, yeah, this looks pretty right. Getting there and it goes, you, your destination is about to arrive on the left-hand side. And I pull up and I go, where is it? You know, I, I'm kind of looking there and going, where is the place that I wanted to be? And I put, and I, and I stopped and we looked at this and, and I kind of just went, it's got the right name for the business, just the wrong place. It's no longer there. It's moved, it's changed. You know, I think I've become lazy because of my GPS. I don't think about where, how, to, how I get to where I need to go. I don't think about that because it will just tell me, direct me turn by turn by turn. And if there's traffic or an incident, you know, it'll take you around that as well. But I want to let you in to something that I realised as I was writing this message for us today. I think we've become lazy about our lives. We've become lazy about how we travel in our life, where our direction is going, what are the route that we need to be taking. I think unknowingly, at times, we have let other people, we've let other organisations, we've let the media, we've let popular culture direct our lives turn by turn by turn and will end up taking us to a destination we don't even want to go to. So I think we've become lazy and we've let others direct our lives rather than seeking God's direction for our lives. Let me say this, influencing what you think, what you do, what you purchase, what you're meant to be doing is big business. Trying to direct your life and give you direction is big business. There are companies that will push and push and try and direct you to buy stuff, to go and do certain activities, to think a particular way. They want your attention. They want your destination. They want to direct you. And I think we've become lazy and we let them. Just like the GPS has let me become lazy when I'm driving around, rather than learning what the route is, 
and following that. See, Jesus warned his disciples that, he, that they needed to be ready, ready for him, ready for his second coming to be looking out, that he was actually warning them that their life matters, what they do in their life, the directions that we take within our life actually matter. I want to share with you from Matthew chapter 24, verses um, 36 through to 44. So let me just read it with you together. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself, only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, so this is Jesus talking about himself, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's days. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up until the time Noah entered his boat. See, God had directed Noah to build, given a direction, given a route, given the way for him to do it. And yet the world around just went on their merry way, other things were happening. God directs our life to save us, to give life, to restore us. Into verse 39, people didn't realise what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man returns. Are we ready for Jesus' return in our life? Are what we doing reflective of God's direction for our lives? Or have we let the world guide us? Goes on further, Jesus goes on further and says this, Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other one left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other will be left. In other words, there is a judgment. There is a reason why we live the way we do. There is a reason why we follow the direction God gives us because we will be left behind. You won't have life. Verse 42, and it says, So you two must keep watch. For you don't know what day our Lord, your Lord, is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. So you must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. It's, it's, it's an interesting passage for us to grapple with. Because it is Jesus talking about future times. It is Jesus not giving you a particular point, but actually saying he is going to be coming back and there will be a judgment. There will be a time of reckoning. But have you got your life in order? Have you been following on? How are you ready? See, the first question or the first point that this, this section from the Bible, from Matthew's Gospel raises in me is this. I think so many of us as Christians go along in our, our daily lives, the routine, we go on autopilot and we forget that the fact is that Jesus is coming again to the earth. We forget that fact that Jesus is coming back. He's going to come back and bring judgment upon the world and it matters. We need to wake up to that fact. We need to not just realise and think that, oh, yeah, that's going to happen and it's going to happen in the future. It may be today. Maybe next week. It may be in a thousand years. 
Jesus says we don't know the time, but he is coming back. We need to wake up and be aware that Jesus will return, not to be oblivious to it. And the hard thing is for us is that when that is the case, when we don't know the time, we tend to just become blasé. We just tend to let things go on autopilot and other things take priority rather than God taking priority in your life. The second question that this passage raises for me is, how am I going to be ready for Jesus' second coming? What am I going to do? What is the practicality in my life? What does it mean for us to be awake and ready? To answer this, I'm going to share with you a promise that was given in the book of Isaiah about the Messiah, about Jesus Christ. And the promise comes from Isaiah 42. And it, and it says here, let me pull it up for you. Isaiah 42, verses 1 through to 4. And we'll put it on the screens for you. Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. This is a prophecy of Jesus. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nation. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weak reed or put out a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instruction. See, this is a prophecy a prophecy of Jesus, a prophecy of the Messiah, of the chosen one, that God's favoured one. And it's a prophecy about Jesus bringing justice, justice into the world. Jesus is going to want to see justice brought into our world. We also see that Jesus is going to come by a very unexpected means. Not the superhero that you might think, but by that little baby, by that man that taught, by that man that died upon the cross, by through suffering. See, Jesus brings justice into our world and brings it through his life, through his teaching, through his death and through his resurrection. What's more, Jesus actually invites us into his suffering, to share in bringing justice into the world. In order for us to be awake and ready for Jesus' second coming, for Jesus to return, we need to have our direction of our life. It needs to be corrected. The route we're meant to take needs to reflect the justice of God. If Jesus was to bring justice into the world, then our life should reflect that. That's what we should be doing. We should be bringing justice into the world. To answer this, if we're to be awake to Jesus and ready for Jesus' second coming, it means that we need to bring about justice. Let me go a little further in Isaiah 42 from verse 5 through to 7, and it says, it says this, Apart from, you know, in, in verse 5, um, it actually 
it starts here. It starts with an acclamation of the beauty of God, what God has done. God the Lord created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything and he gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And it is he who says, so in other words, our creator, our God says this. I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guide you. I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will set free the captives from prison and release those who sit in dark dungeons. This is the prophecy about Jesus. God is going to guide him. But it's also for us as well. God will guide you. God has got a direction for your life. And God has got direction and a route for you to take. And what does that have? That has that you will be a symbol. You will walk upon this earth. You will do justice. You will bring light to those who are blind. You will set captives free. You will release those who are imprisoned in darkness. That is what we are to do, to bring justice into the world. If we would go, are we ready? Well, the question is, are we doing justice? Are we doing God's justice in the world? Are we spreading God's good news in the world? Is our life being reflective of God's promise? I want to say this. Some of us think that we have, we have programmed the correct direction in our life. But what we've done, like me, is sometimes we've got it wrong. We think we've programmed it in, but we have it wrong. Some of us, we may have got the right direction, but we're not worrying about how we get there. We go, yeah, no, I'm saved. That's all cool. I know Jesus loves me. I know I've given my life to the Lord, but I just want to go and do whatever I like. I'm going to just take on the whims of everything that the world is giving me. Some of us have let other people program our destination, and which is definitely not what God wants for your life. God wants us to have the right destination, to be in close relationship with him, to be, have a place in the heavenly realms with him. God also wants us to travel upon the correct route. But God gives us a choice. This is the thing. This is the rub for us. It is not like an autopilot. God is not going, I'm making you do this. God gives us the choice. You know, when I put on my GPS, I have the choice to either follow its directions or ignore it. God gives us that choice. He's got a direction for your life. We get to choose whether we follow that direction or we don't. But let me say this. Even if we're programmed in the wrong direction, God will actually help you change it. God doesn't want you to arrive in the wrong place. Even if we're travelling down the wrong road of life, God wants you and can help you to change it to the right road. God doesn't want us to get lost. God wants everyone to be saved, to live a life that is full 
full to the brim. Because we need to be awake to the fact that Jesus is going to return and what we do in our life matters. We need to be awake that we should be preparing ourselves for what is going to happen in our life. Our life matters. It matters to God. It matters to our family, our friends. It matters to the world around us. So are you awake today to Jesus Christ at Christmas? Let's just pray. Oh Lord, sometimes we feel like that we are on autopilot, just going through the motions. Lord, help us to turn off that autopilot somebody else has set so that we may follow your direction. We may follow where you are leading us, where you are guiding us. God, God, give us your clear direction in our lives. God, give us the clear direction that we may follow. And Lord, if we have gone astray, if we are lost, if we are seeking, Lord, correct us. Bring us back to where you'd have us. And God, as we prepare for Christmas, with all the celebrations, the trappings, everything going on around us, the lights, the festivals, the singing, the food, the presents, Lord, help us not to be directed by the world around your celebration of your birth, but let us be directed by offering hope, by offering freedom, by offering justice to those around in the name of Christ. Oh Lord, we ask this in your holy name. Amen.